0: Brought to you by Dubois Productions.
1: Hi, I'm Coran.
0: And I'm Jason.
1: And, and we're, we're the Bradshaws. Bradshaws. Welcome to Blended in Black and White. We're here to share and discuss our personal perspective on life from the point of view of a mixed and blended family.
0: Topics ranging from faith to kids, race and politics, and babies. And along the way, we'll share our personal walk as well, keeping it real. Hope, Hope you, you Enjoy. enjoy. White.
1: Welcome back. How are you today, honey?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little tired, but that's all right. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm tired, too. We've been um, running around for the past, I don't know how many days, doing sports. Yeah, and it's, and it's not Thursday. over
0: yet. It's still more to come. That's well, all <laughs> we do is run. That's mm. all we do. So, last week, we discussed varying age differences in relationships between men and women. You know, interesting that we didn't really, and I don't know if I've really heard many people talk about it from a stance of, like, um, same-sex relationships as in, like, friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody really, is that weird? Some you know?
1: people say it is. Some people, right? like, especially when you go to high school. mm mm-hmm. You know, seniors are like, I'm not hanging with well, sure. sophomores and freshmen. Well,
0: you know, it just comes to mind, like my dad, um, one of his best friends he met at, th- at the last job he worked at, was like 25 years old, and my dad was like in his 60s, you know, and they became good friends over just things that they enjoyed doing together. So, still kind of weird, you know, totally different uh you would think different maturities and, and things of that nature. But as we, I think, talked about, maturity is not necessarily related to your age. So, um, you we know. didn't talk
1: about that on here. No, oh, we didn't. It was with a listener. Oh, that's right.
0: Well, I think that that's a valid point that, you know, whether you're 20 or 40 doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you've taken the life of experience and actually matured from it, you know.
1: Uh, So that leads us into our next conversation, which is this week's conversation on dating and being different races. So what were your thoughts about that growing up? Did your family ever, ever say anything about it? And what I mean, say anything about it is not about you because I feel like and I'm just going to throw this out there I feel like in white families there's a an unspoken um an unspoken thought of dating interracially but like in black families yes like don't date that white girl yeah really. I I
0: think that there was because it wasn't talked about for me growing up and it's weird um You know, also growing up, obviously I'm white. um, You're around other white kids that they bring it up and they'll make different comments. And, you know, you have different uh, quote unquote jokes and whatever. For me growing up, it wasn't talked about. And there was very little awareness and it was never something I even really thought about. Um, my school that I went to and who I grew up around, it was majority white. Um, and honestly, if I'm thinking back to the eighties and early nineties, I don't think there was a whole lot of representation of even mixed couples at all. Really? Right. I mean, I think the one, one that comes to mind is Zach and Lisa on saved by the bell. Yeah. At one point in time. And I was like, huh.
1: And then in the 90s, you know, remember on the other show.
0: Oh. Um, uh, the Topanga. Topanga. And, um, which, her, f- her black friend. Right. Yeah. So that was really the first time culturally, I think, that I remember seeing it. And so not having it discussed, like I think I mentioned briefly last show, like I never even thought about it. Like it didn't even cross my mind that the opportunities weren't even really necessary. They lead there. Um, and I think it's like that for a lot of white people. I think, of course, you have white people who are inherently just openly racist mm-hmm. and uh, are against it and would, you know, condemn it. But then you have, I think, the majority is people that don't talk about it, don't discuss it. And there is some sort of like unspoken thing. Because yeah. of that.
1: I think I believe that in the white community. I think that because you're so privileged that it's just things that you guys don't have to learn or be open to or see. Yeah. And so it's you just. To, yeah, exactly, you don't have to. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to. Exactly. For black people, I feel like it's different. Like if we go back to slave mentality, because I was going to take it here, because there are some people who really believe that people who date out white people, they have like this slave mentality of like they're they're better than other black people who are in black relationships or Mm. they try to impose this mentality on people who date interracially. I Mm -hmm. want
0: you to comment well I want you before we go further I do I want you to comment about you mentioned um I want your thoughts on the black families that say, "Oh, you're not dating that white person what, what do you what is your you know how is that um what how do I put this so it, it is different, but in a way there's simula- there are similarities from a white person saying you're not dating that black person
1: mm-hmm.
0: so how in your mind does that
1: play out i guess so for me. And I'm going to just be open and honest. Humble, open, and transparent. I'm hot right now. Uh oh. I'm Since a person you. that says that. And I'm married to a white man. Dun, dun, dun. And I don't think it's ignorance. This is what I think it is. Because I told you this at the beginning of our relationship. I feel like people are not open enough culturally to teaching their kids because once you mix your relationship it's not I have mixed kids my your kids are black mm-hmm. okay like in society and we've talked about that before and so I think it's equipping your kids with the things that they need to to yeah, correct, s- sissy. to be mentally sound in today's society okay?
0: then you know is that thinking or comment is that a racist thought or comment? i'm not
1: saying it in a racist way like okay. oh you can't be with them because they white kind of It's you know for me it's just about how open People are when they're getting into mixed relationships like let me ask you this your first mixed relationship mm-hmm. how open were you both talking about cultures oh, and no. being self-aware yeah. about your um, limiting beliefs and things that you grew up in and sharing that information so that you can be open so that when you have kids they they can see the world and have a healthy point of view.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't come to that stuff till just a few years ago, you know? It was more, for me, it was more kind of like, in a way, those scales fell off my eyes, like, oh, it is okay to date this person. Um, Is it maybe different and uncomfortable at first? Yeah, just because of the, the differences that are obvious. And the cultural things, but I don't think it was ever really discussed. It was just there was an attraction and, oh, it's okay. And then, then sure, things happen Mm -hmm. where I started noticing and she started noticing. And actually, there were conversations like, for me, um, at times I noticed other black men in certain places that we would go would, like, give me the stink eye or kind of have an attitude. Mm. You know, that's some of the first stuff that I noticed and I'm certain that the same for her with white women, but I was kind of oblivious to that. I really was, you know.
1: So I'll go back to your question. Let's back up a bit where you said is it racist mm-hmm. or not when right. black families think that, sh- that pe- yeah, their kids should Yeah, because I know people listening white. are asking that. Yeah. So here's what I say and I don't think the minority can be racist. I'll just say that. And you guys can say whatever you want to me. I, what about let's color, have colorist? Oh, yeah. You know that I talk about that a lot in the black community. We have so much colorism. But You're I gonna think... going to have to explain
0: what that means for the, the yeah, lot of people. Yeah. Too.
1: So when we talk about uh, racism... When we talk about racism, we talk about most of the time. Let's think about slavery.
0: Oh, my gosh. Somebody needs a nap.
1: Um. God, now I can't think of his name. The young boy who was killed. He came from Chicago. He was uh, 14 Emmett years Till? old. Yeah. He goes to the South to visit his family. Yeah. He saw that a white woman was pretty. And he looked at her. I don't believe he whistled at her because I think the lady came out recently in the past year or so and said he didn't whistle at her. He didn't do anything. She went back and told her family he whistled at her. They went to the family's house. The family gave him to the white people. Mm -hmm. They took him and they murdered this kid. Okay.
0: Brutally. Brutally.
1: They brutally murdered him. So when we talk about racism versus black versus white. You don't have black people who are going to brutally murder their family members or, you know what? I don't know about cutting people off because I'll say that, that, that could be, and, and those people are extreme and racist. I feel like when people go to extreme thought processes to cut their children off, to cut them from the wheel and they're not going to be in the family because they're dating someone of another race. Yes. That's racism.
0: What about, you know, if you go into a community as a white person Mm -hmm. and because you're white, you're attacked. Is that, I don't think you know what I mean?
1: But black people never attack white people. Well, I'm I'm thinking
0: more of like, um, I guess, Gangs and stuff Talk, like that. Treated
1: as an outcast because yeah. I can go into a community and a gang treat me bad. Is that going to be the same as them treating a white person who came into the same community exactly. bad? Exactly, yep. I think that when white people go into black communities, black people have this innate fear from slavery times. Mm-hmm. And so they go into fear of protection mode.
0: Yeah, cut her lips
1: they go into fear of protection mode. And and that's why I say the minority can't be racist because our fears and our um, ways to keep our family protected and, um, you know, away from white communities is like innately protecting them from racism, from being hurt. I think that's where that the comes from. The mindset is
0: in a response to okay. the initial racism, is kind of what you're saying, I think. And that, you know, that makes I, sense. I
1: just think it comes from slavery, the way that black people act towards white what people. What would you
0: say? <clears throat> I guess and that's in our culture. Yes. So, what would you say, you know, in Africa, if there is, I mean.
1: But when white people go to Africa all the time, how are they it, treated? Exactly. People are open to them. People, um, you know, they have never seen white people before. There are communities like that. and They're different. And there are communities here in America where there are white kids who have never seen black people before. That's true. To this day. So you know? then
0: explain to everybody what colorism means and what that's about. Because so that's not necessarily a it's common It's not racist, common but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a prejudice.
1: It's a prejudice. I think internally in the black community, this again stems from uh, slavery Slavery mentality. Um, We have colorism that started because there would be slave masters who would rape African women and they would have babies by their slave masters. And then the baby would be lighter And if the baby was lighter, then the baby would be able to work in the house. And they were treated, and those who were able to work in the house and who were able to pass off as white, they were treated better in our community. They were treated better by white people. And so that left, I think, a scar on the African economy. American community um, where we are colorist against each other. Yeah, so
0: give some maybe examples generally or let's let's talk
1: about the beauty community. Generally or personally. Who do we think of when we think of the most beautiful black woman in the world? Say her name. Beyonce. Oh, boom. (laughs) I mean, that's, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I don't even have to, you know, you just say that to people. Um, and so most of the time in America and when we what we see around the world is we see these white faces on magazines, we see these white faces on TV, we see light-skinned people on TV. They even talk about it in the um, Latino and Hispanic communities. They do the same things. They put their lighter people in magazines. They put their lighter people on TVs. It's something that goes on around the world.
0: So do you have any, like, personal examples? I mean, I I don't, not if you don't want to share, but I remember you saying some things about where you've had people that make comments, um, you know, or, like, stuff with kids, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I've had people make comments to me about, you know, me being beautiful for being a dark-skinned woman.
0: This is other black people that have said this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. N- n- a white person has never said oh that. Oh
0: yeah, to me. that would be a bit. That would wild. be racist. That would be, yeah, a bit much.
1: Huh? <laughs> right? Wow. Um but I've had black people say those things to me or I've had people say to me um Oh, you have nice hair. So um, that's why Karina's gonna have nice hair because you have nice hair and Jason has white hair. So that mixture of hair, that combination, your daughter's gonna have really good hair, like a good grade of hair. What does that even mean? Like, and they think saying it to me because I have a quote unquote mixed kid is a compliment. Like, come on. Like, my black hair, me. Isn't good enough by itself. Your grade of hair mixed with my hair makes it better. <laughs> like, come on, people! Like, think before you say your stupid comments. And
0: again, these are other these are black people that are saying these this. are black people. So it's who just say a mindset. That's so that's kind of what color. And this is a thing that I was pretty much introduced to because I didn't obviously culturally have any um, way of knowing. <laughs> unless somebody told me um well kind of we got way off kind of the initial topic but it's good conversation like i what feel like
1: we're starting with the mentality yeah. of why whites and blacks think the way they well, do right so
0: then you, you asked me about me growing up and initially and all that vice versa for you what was your mentality as far as like dating someone that wasn't black did you think I about never it, thought really about it about and it stuff.
1: wasn't talked about in our house I think my dad joked about my mom's boyfriends her TV boyfriends were like Tom Hanks or like um Charlton Heston just no kidding. not for my mom <laughs> <laughs> like you know Picard on oh, Star Trek geez. Wow, and okay. um you know <laughs> just <laughs> just certain Kirk, guys you. yeah Kirk and um My dad would joke. And then we went to like mostly all white schools from kindergarten. We were in a Christian school, mostly white. Then we went to, we had homeschool for a bit. Then we went to another Christian school, Heritage Christian, all white. Mm -hmm. Then we were put into um, Decatur Township, all white. It may have changed now, more black, more, you know, mixed races there now. But Mm -hmm. It was all white when we were there. Um, So I remember, like, the first guys I liked were white. You know, I remember this guy in fifth grade. His name was Zach. I liked him. He was, I mean, Zach is a white name, right? But I do know. Wow, it totally is. I know a black Zach, though. Do you?
0: I was trying to think of five.
1: I do know one black Zach. Um, And then.
0: Zach Levine. I mean, he is white and black, I'm pretty sure. But. (laughs) Technically, he's black.
1: And then in high school, I liked another guy. He was white, but then I liked a black guy too. So I wasn't, you know, just liking one kind of guy. I liked black and white guys, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember, though, that I felt like I liked light skinned guys more or I That's talked weird. about it more with my friends. Hmm. And as I went through college and I just saw men, and it could have been culturally that it the standard changed. because well, I mean,
0: it could just be a preference, too. Like some guys like girls with a certain color hair, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. I mean, is that colorism or is that just – a w- preference of how you think that they look. You know what I mean? You know. For me, when I first, like after, when I first dated um, a black girl, that was when my eyes were opened. And I I just felt, knowing all of my friends who I don't really ever recall dating somebody that wasn't white, right? For me, it just opened my eyes and I was like, Wow. Like, I really don't care what color they are. Mm -hmm. That was how I was defending. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, I only want to date black girls now. Or I only want to date so-and-so. It was more of, oh, I'm not just going to be looking at only white girls. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be open to everything. That was what really changed for me.
1: So, for me, I feel like as I started to mature... I didn't want to date people because they were light skin. I wanted to be open to all black men because if I can't like the my skin that I'm in, how am I going to really love somebody else? And so the first guy. What does that that say for me then? (laughs) I don't know, honey. I don't know. But I mean, my ex husband—he's dark skin. Just
0: kidding yeah
1: so, and then I went to a white man, so there you go, from one end of the spectrum to the next.
0: I am pretty white. I'm looking at my <laughs> cankle right now, and it's like the color of one of them lights that you uh ring lights,
1: <laughs> so I think that you have to start becoming self aware because um when you limit yourself to love, I'll just start here, loving one kind of person or one kind of look, you can miss out on God's best for you.
0: Exactly. And I think we said that similar. I said that similarly with the age thing too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Last week. But I, I agree. think
1: that leads us into our relationship. So that I think that, um, after I got my divorce, I was getting myself together and then I bought a house and you know, I was living with JD and we were just fine. You know, Um, I wasn't expecting to meet anybody. And then we went into the pandemic and I was like, Oh wow, we're going to get locked down. Like, I don't even care.
0: I love what I'm just saying. (laughs) I kind of introvert and like I got to keep, I was blessed and get favored yet again another part of my testimony it's like endless favored by God but you know because I got to keep my job and my work hours pretty much cut in half and so it meant more time for me to spend with the kids you know and be at home and because you weren't expect, you know it changes so the even expectation if the,
1: pan- if the pandemic never happened we would have never met for How sure w- how were we going to meet up and date from Ohio to Indiana through all that time? Is
0: that the only reason you got that
1: That's Bumble probably app? probably the only time. To-
0: because I was on there <clears> for a while <throat> just, you know, something You were silly on there for do, a while. You know? you
1: know, you told me that, and I just got on there just.
0: You only did that because of the pandemic? That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're the reason for the season. entirety of the <laughs> pandemic we're sorry for those that lost no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that th- things do everything has a reason and a purpose you know but it i re- may not be what your reason what you think it is but yeah
1: i agree wholeheartedly because i feel like at that time when the world was shutting down god was telling me to open myself up to people and he said it's time and i'm like how
0: He was telling me to focus on him. And that's when I had started, you know, implementing certain things in my household as far as like reading the Bible each day and talking more openly with my kids about relationship with God and being more committed and saying if I ever am going to get in a relationship again, it's going to be with somebody that is faith-filled person uh, that's going to be the most important thing you know so all and of that's that stuff what i was said. Going on. i said me.
1: god if i'm gonna do that i am not going to you know limit or let go of you like i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep you at the forefront of the relationship this person has to on their own go to church mm-hmm. they have to on their own have their own relationship with God not having one because I have one and yep. I think that was like one of the first conversations me and you had about that was like yeah
0: and I needed somebody to challenge me and get me more th- to get help push me to be more motivated to go even deeper with it because I was like just cracking the surface I think with a lot of it because running for 35 years or whatever 30 years you know it's like I was definitely further away than you were you know When we first started talking, but I had the foundation, you know, and um, I was certainly open to dating anybody. Obviously, having uh, two black boys, um, so it was no not an issue for me. Although there were a lot of things that we talked about early on, and even still, that I hadn't necessarily before, and the timing of everything, too, with the whole George Floyd thing and and the, our nation and all of that, it, I think that was stirred even more because everybody was in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> it was easy for everybody to see it and talk about it on social media and all that stuff. All that stuff really helped engage us in conversation about things. But I know you didn't necessarily have the same perspective coming in Nope. Meeting me.
1: No. I told Jason that I didn't want to date a white man, that I was not interested. I wanted to be with a man. you messaged me first, just saying. (laughs) Just saying. On Bumble, the guys pick your picture, and if they do, they come up in your timeline. This is just how the uh, quadratic equation behind the scene works. (laughs) So he's like, "Oh, you messaged me." Okay. I did. I messaged him, but I wasn't serious about it. You know. But it was
0: like a serious question.
1: It was. It was a serious question to push him away. Have you ever done that before? Oh, yeah. Have you ever asked somebody something so serious that you knew no. it was going to push them that's away? A, that's
0: a woman thing. That's a that's a ten, girl thing.
1: How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. Type Guys of situation. Don't do
0: that. Guys will just ignore
1: So, um, yeah, I had, and I was like, Oh, a serious
0: question. Cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so for me, I think my biggest concern was in, because in high school, the guy that I wanted to date, um, I don't think he took me seriously because even in the nineties, two thousands, Um, parents were still like, no, beating their sons. I had a friend who dated a white guy in Decatur Township and that father wasn't happy with him. And he got in huge trouble for dating her. Really? So I think for me, it was protecting myself. From a guy saying, oh, you're pretty. Yeah, I like you, but I can't be with you. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was just kind of like, I'm just out here in the motion of doing this because God told me to. God, I'm doing mm-hmm. what you asked me to do, but not really wholeheartedly open to it. Um. And then... Dur- you know, the George Floyd event happened and it was just like, I can't trust white people at this point in time. You you just can't. So why would I give him my heart? And really what God was saying to me was, if you can do this with Jason, you can be an example to the world. And I was there like, yeah, go. right, God, I don't want to be no example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And God was really, really, really working on my heart to just trusting and believing in humanity again because I was just so hurt from my divorce. Um, and that's really why God was telling me to open my, my heart and mind up again in, in many ways, not just relationships, but just like the black and white perspective of the world and how separated we are and god was just god was really really working on me you don't have what
0: <laughs> Yep, i think mine was not it was a different because i'd just been in relationships after my kid's mother where i just continually hurt people And I just don't think I was ever ready and I was looking for the wrong things. And like I said, my mentality was, okay, this is I know what I want now kind of deal. And I'm mature enough finally at 37, whatever, 38, I guess. Um, But I also um, didn't really understand until then that love is a choice as well. I always just based it off my feelings. And I think I lived that way for a lot of my life. And I think, unfortunately, 90% of the people in this world live by their feelings. So to relate this topic to everything and generalize it, I think that that's a microcosm of society and our culture. Like, if you don't feel all the slogans, you know, and everything you hear... um. But love, I mean, initially, that is a feeling. There's a feeling of that wanting and desire. But at the end of the day, you have to choose the other person every day regardless. And that's the difference between what love is and that's relating it to God. You know, that's why we have free will, because if we didn't have to make the choice to follow Jesus, it's not love if we were forced to do it so that's why we have that choice and um sadly people get that twisted and and miss that and just turn a turn a blind eye to it but that's in relationships as well any relationship it's a choice and you have to work at it and i really never understood that before and uh starting out you know it was great and um I was starting to open up and then I got scared, you know, self sabotage. I think we probably both did. And at our age, it's like, you know, we talked about where if we're going to do this, it's not, it's going to be for the right reason and it's not just going to be a silly thing. Like we're going to, our goal, end goal would be to get married, you know? But uh, there was one point in time, and I think that I was still adjusting to lifestyle I had lived where I was just me and my boys and I had a regimented kind of day where I would do certain things and spend time with them and so I was adjusting to not having that as much um, balancing everything and it was weird what the trigger was is like I think she told me that she missed me and you know I was like wow uh, okay you know and it was It just got me thinking, like, um, scared because I don't know if I really am ready for this now. That's when that kind of moment came up for me. So we almost stopped talking, you know. In fact, she got upset because of how I responded, I think, in the moment to that. And we didn't talk for a day or two. And then, thank God, she actually reached out and said, hey, can we talk? And I had a friend of mine... um, My friend Choice, actually, who, you know, we've had many conversations throughout the years about relationships and just life in general. And I remember him telling me to just let go, you know, just go for it. If you feel like it's something that is there, just let go. And that really, I think, was God telling me through him that the encouragement that I needed because it's a big decision to feel like you're going to entrust yourself with this person and your kids and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's, we didn't live close to each other. It was even more of a commitment during the time and our age and just all that. And so I think that I needed that little push. So uh, thanks, Joyce. and um, (laughs) But thank you, God, for that, you know, Um, because I think that's all I needed in it. And that the rest is kind of history as far as what how we proceeded um
1: nah, but w- you can go on and tell them how many we talked when a you lot bought the ring tell them when you bought it the wasn't ring long, not like, even when right? you asked I me to marry you cause you had the ring
0: so we met in early May of 2020 and we got engaged I proposed in, September. And I proposed in August
1: I thought it was around your birthday babe <sighs> It was in
0: August, though, right? When I actually proposed.
1: I don't remember, you guys. I thought it was September.
0: No, I think it was three months. May, June, July, August. or Four months. But I had bought, I bought the ring, like.
1: Yo, he bought that ring, like, tomorrow.
0: (laughs) It was like six, you know. We'd known each other a month, maybe. (laughs) And I was like. (laughs) i just kept god was telling me to just buy it and then i'll tell you when to go next and so i just took the leap and i did it went and got it i was like man i can't believe i'm doing this right now (laughs) you know when i was sitting there doing it like wow i don't remember who i talked to about it or if i did and i'm sure i did but it's one of those things where you know one of the sermons we just heard talking about um faith and having that sixth sense like some things you tell people after because you know you're not sure if you have if you it's important to have people in your life that you can talk to about the things that god's telling you or things that you feel like you're being led to do but that's not always easy and sometimes there's people that you don't tell till after you do it you know like Mm -hmm. our whole faith for moving to atlanta i mean that's a that story we shared is an example of that as well where people looked at us sideways like what like why there's no reason you know this there was a reason but it was just like are you sure you know so I did but I and then I just waited it was like waiting for the right moment and time and it just worked out you know we were at uh, we happened to go on a date without kids you know for a change and we were at a park and we're just sitting there talking, and I firs- I had it with me. This was one of the first times I brought it with me. Yeah. Um, and I told God, you know, if, if this is the time, then let me know. Give me a sign. And I believe she started talking about um her son and how, you know, n- nice it was for him to have a whole family there, like supporting him at his games and talking about family. And she started crying and stuff. And I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> That's That was the sign I needed. So, I'm pretty sure. How do we not know this? Or like have it written down or something?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Hearing this is bringing tears to my eyes. It's <laughs> Keep talking, babe.
0: <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was August. I don't know why I think that.
1: I felt like it was around your birthday. My birthday is
0: September know. 11th, and I feel like it was a few weeks prior to that. Okay. But Because uh, it was in, you know, you got to think the weather was still pretty nice.
1: September is still yeah, good in Yeah, sometimes in India. In
0: <laughs> and then we decided to get married. I don't even know. We were deciding like when to do it, mm-hmm. and we decided on Valentine's Day. I Because think it was on Sunday. It was a Sunday, and we just we wanted to get we married on we Sunday. said we wanted to give...
1: Our love to what our family. It was about our family and God and sharing yeah. God's love. It but wasn't like about us.
0: You're right. Yeah. But it's like, two. then we don't necessarily have to celebrate that holiday either. <laughs> 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 so we kind of cheated on that. But so, yeah, got married, <laughs> met in May, beginning of May, and married the following February. So, you know, my parents were only... I think three months that they were together before they got engaged and so similar story with them. They weren't quite as old as us but they were l- 30. You know, when you know, you know. It's just going to hit your head.
1: So I think really in all why we're talking about this is because <clears throat> race shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what I said in the last show, if you're equally yoked, And when I say equally yoked, meaning that you're led by God and you're listening to him. Right. um, You can find whoever this person is. You can find your soulmate um, because you are connected and aligned with God. So, um,
0: yay. I love don't, you. Don't
1: don't count people out because they're white. I said I love you. <laughs> I love you too, baby. Because <laughs> you're black. No. <laughs> um, but don't count people. Don't out. soundbite
0: me. Don't be doing that. <laughs> that's be messed up.
1: <laughs> don't count people out because of their age, their sex, their race. Wait a minute, what? I mean what? <laughs> <laughs> Sissy laughed.
0: I'm sorry. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> Different topic. About? Maybe that's a man try to get us canceled
1: sorry guys i meant age and race yeah okay <laughs> <Sissy's
0: tired.
1: laughs> but um thank you guys so much for listening thank y'all. it was great reminiscing about this topic and let us know what else you want to hear give us yeah. give us some feedback and we'll come back with our next show love you guys Bye. have a blessed week